Hi, I'm Ruby. And I'm Rachel. And this is our podcast called Life Crisis. This week we'll be discussing goal setting and if you should have a 10-year plan. So we're back. Welcome back, everyone. 2023. Yeah, season two of Quarter Life Crisis. Here we go. We've made it thanks to our loyal three listeners. (laughs) Shout out. Yeah. So yeah, we're back. We had um, a lovely summer break. What did you do for the summer age? Well, my summer break was a lot shorter than yours, but (laughs) I literally just went to Sydney to see my family, just yeah, two weeks off work and then came back and back into it. Nice. Yeah. Well, you went away. Yes. Well, initially I just... First went and had Christmas with my family, um, which was nice. And then, yes, I went to New Zealand for two weeks, which was nice, um, with a friend and also got some family over there. And, yeah, and then I was back and then I did go to Alice for a week, but I was still um, – sorry, Alice Springs uh, for my sister's 21st, but I was still working over there. So that wasn't really part of the holiday. But, anyway, it was a really nice time off there. How was New Zealand? It was great. I loved it. It was so pretty. We had a lot of fun. We saw Harry Styles' mum. Definitely the highlight of the trip. <laughs> So funny you recognize her. I know. Alice did. I would. She just looked like a regular mom, and Alice recognized her. And I was like, how did you recognize her? She just looks like any old normal lady. <laughs> but yeah, that was fun. <laughs> All right. So we'll start off the episode, as we normally do, with our crisis and our win of the week. Do you want to go first? Yeah, sure. So crisis of the week, I, I've just been thinking about how my parents are getting older, and yeah. I've been thinking about this too recently. Yeah, I think it does tie into like that sort of quarter life period, given that like my parents are what, 30 years older than me. They're sort of over midlife and they're like their mid 50s at the moment. And it's just like the fact that it's not going to go back mm-hmm. in time, like they're not going to be any fitter or healthier. Mm-hmm. And they're only going to get older and like eventually like less independent that just like breaks my heart mm. and I don't really know what to do <laughs> oh my god I didn't think about that in in such depth myself but like just like literally the thought of being like oh my god my parents are getting older it's stressful yeah it's sort of like oh I mean maybe I'm just being dramatic but it's like oh the best years are where they look up looked after me are gone and yeah yeah they can like have to look after them like that's just oh yeah so that's been something I've been thinking about but on a lighter note the win of the week was I had a vision in mind of I wanted to get a rainbow cardigan and I looked around online and eventually I found one from Cider this online store and it came and I really like it and I began a little compliments Mm -hmm. on it I was gonna wear it today but because it's raining I didn't want to ruin my knitted cardigan that's fair oh my god that's so cute I can't see it yeah, so Rainbow Cardigan brings me a lot of joy. I love a Rainbow Cardigan. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I mean, Pretty like Harry Styles-esque. Oh, it's more grandma-esque. Oh, love that still. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. No, that's amazing. <laughs> Very nice. All right, what about yourself? Um, well, my crisis of the week is that I turned 25 this week, so I've hit the quarter life. Woohoo! I mean, she made it to 100, of course, but, you know, I think it's good to frame 25 as being your quarter life, so... Yeah, I'm going to live to 100. Anyway, but, um, yeah, so I turned 25 this week, which I didn't actually have that much of a crisis about. I was just kind of like, you know, it's like I'm in my – I'm solidly in my mid-20s now, which um, feels stressful. But it's also my win of the week because I'm excited for this year. I feel like I'm thriving and I'm going to continue to thrive and I'm excited for it. 
25 and thrive. Yeah, 25 and thriving. But also I did have some other crises. Um, crises I don't know how to say it. Um, <laughs> um, I am in the process of applying for jobs again right now because obviously I am freelancing and doing my own business and I'm still continuing with that. But I am wanting to get a part-time job to supplement that because I um, – Honestly, I miss having co-workers is, like, the main reason. Yeah. So, and also, like, for a little bit more stable income, like, my, like, for the start of the year, my business, like, it hasn't been going as well as it was. Like, I lost a few clients, but I've also got a few new ones coming on, which I'm excited about. But I just figured I'll get a part-time job, some colleagues again, be able to commute again. Like, I've been really specific that I want to find one that's, like, in person because then those, like, two or three days will be in person and then I can work from home the other rest of the week, which I think would be like a good balance. So yeah, but just the crisis of having to write cover letters. God, I hate it. Like nightmare. Last time I had to apply for jobs, I had to apply for 80 before I got a job. So Mm. fingers crossed it's not as hard this time. To be fair, I just graduated uni and uh, it was like COVID had just hit. So fingers crossed the circumstances are a little better this time around. I've got some job experience. uh, There's no global pandemic uh, anymore. So (laughs) yeah. What type of jobs are you looking at? Um, like similar to like my business, like marketing communications mm. kind of roles, like in organizations that I like feel like a, you know, kind of align with my values. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a few like small businesses of what, like four day, three day. Oh yeah. I found plenty of jobs that are like two or three day um, yeah. ones. Like, well, not plenty, but like a good handful of ones that fulfill my criteria, which I'm happy about because I was, yeah, not sure if that would be the case, but yeah, it's good. Yeah. Nice one. Yeah. Yeah. So we just touched on it before, like Ruby saying you were looking for jobs, but yeah, in this episode, we're going to talk about goals and goal setting and sort of like that concept of five-year plans or 10-year plans, short-term goals versus long-term goals. Because, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like, it is a bit overwhelming, like Ruby saying you're, you have a goal to get a job, this, you know, part-time job, which is relatively achievable, but you know, when we're thinking about goals of like, you might have a goal of being a CEO or a goal of... I don't know. Buying a house. Buying a house. Like, those long-term things, I think they really sort of come to the fore when you are in that mid-20s period. Like, you're more independent. You sort of have to have a bit more, like, agency and ownership of your life and responsibilities and decisions. So, but yeah, we just wanted to chat about that and chat about our views. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess um, uh, this kind of came about because obviously this is our first episode of the year and we are into February, but it was kind of that whole thing of, you know, people make... New Year's resolutions, um, but this is obviously in a less like short term way. This is um, yeah, more thinking of like obviously like ten year plans aren't really like a thing that you just think of like once a year at New Year's. But that's yeah. kind of how we decided to yeah talk about this topic. Was like a start of the year kind of thing, thinking about goals. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think everyone has that sort of rough framework of what you want to achieve in your life. And when I was thinking about mine, sort of for you know since being a kid, those sort of things that you want to achieve and that society expects you to achieve like buying a house or having kids or getting married a lot of them do sort of come about you know like you sort of expected to have that say 35 what Mm. so if you're 25 do you have to start like actively working towards that yeah it's a weird concept I know I feel like it just like when you have like a a 10-year plan in mind like so I don't have a 10-year plan I know you don't really either but um, we'll talk more about that soon. But I think it's that whole thing of like the like if if some people in your life have a ten year plan, you can feel like pressure to also have to have a ten year plan. But I just think that that's 
ridiculous. I think every, everybody should be each to their own. Um, it's such a way for like others to judge you. Like this hasn't happened to me, but I know Tom's been, he was in an interview and the interviewer asked like, where do you see yourself in five years? Like, what are your plans for the next five years? And he was just like, I don't know. Like, isn't that odd that a stranger would ask you like, what do you expect of your life in the next five, 10 years? Yeah. That's weird. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like I don't even talk about it. Like with my friends, so a stranger asking me would really like rattle me. Because yeah, like I don't, I don't have a ten year plan. Like I, in my mind, I'm not like, oh, in eight years I'm gonna own a house. Like I just feel like I just still feel like I'm too. I just still don't feel like an adult. Like I'm 25, I don't feel like I'm an adult that's gonna have to make these adult decisions anytime soon. Which I'm like, I don't know when does that kick in? Like when do you get to the point where you're like, oh, I really should think about like buying a house. Like I just, <laughs> I just feel so young still. Yeah, no, same. Like, the stuff that is in those sort of, like, overarching plans, like, having kids or buying a house, I feel way too immature to even think about. Even think about it, exactly. I have to make a lot of changes to my spending habits and my lifestyle, which I don't really want to do. (laughs) Because I feel like, you know, you can't just, like, accidentally buy a house. Or, like, one day be like, I'm going to buy a house today because, you know, most people have had that amount of money sitting around. So you do have to be really purposeful in, like, you know, I'm going to save for a house. But at this stage of my life, I'm not like, oh, I want to own a house in five years, so I should start saving now. Because, you know, you, you probably have to save for at least five years at this rate, at least, <laughs> to be able to, like, afford a house. So, I don't know. I think people do think like that. Like, sometimes I'll have finance videos come up on TikTok, and there was this one girl saying about how, you know, the best thing you should do is move back home and so you can save, and then in three years you'll be able to buy a house. Couldn't think of anything worse. <laughs> yeah yeah so I mean maybe that's for some people their circumstance and yeah I think it's so interesting sort of goals versus experiences like for me I would like every if I had to choose every time I would take the experiences I've had over something material like a house like in fact I've moved out quite young like I've had so many experiences because of that like I could have like stayed at home and had a house sure whatever or, like, bought a fancy car, mm. but, like, that's just not worth it for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, yeah, I um, I think it's really good, like, if people do have 10-year plans at our age, like, that's great. I just, myself, I'm just, like, I just don't feel grown up enough yet. Like, I feel like I want to talk to, there's a couple of our friends that have 10-year plans, and I feel like I want to talk to them more about, like, you know, like, how they came to, like, come up with this 10-year plan and, like, why, like, they've made those goals and stuff, because... I don't know like it's really weird though because like I am a really like I like being organized and like Mm. having plans like uh, every week I'm like I want to know what I'm doing for this entire week but for some reason that doesn't translate to long term I'm like I know that like I maybe want to like move overseas next year and it is coming to that point where I'm like oh I genuinely have to actually start thinking about this and putting it into motion if I actually want to make it happen which feels kind of scary because it's like a really like big decision and a big move um but I just yeah I, I it's it's so weird like I just I don't even know like what what other things like I, I just am not thinking about any other long-term things like I'm very like go with the flow in terms of long term which is weird because I'm really organized in the short term so I don't know it's random yeah sometimes you feel I don't know if this is incredibly arrogant mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of my sort of goals have just sort of fallen into place I mean I must have worked towards them but for a long time, my goal was to like uh, have a job as a copywriter and work in the creative department, which I have, I am now. Mm. 
and I felt like when someone says, oh, you know, congratulations, I'm like, oh, well, it was just a job ad and I applied and whatever. But I do believe, like, you make your own luck with a lot of these things. Like, I did work really hard. Yeah. And I, like, had a lot of, like, I met with people trying to get my foot in the door, but then, so I was ready when this job ad came up. And then other things, like finishing university, I sort of felt like I'd just finished it. I must have done hard work, <laughs> but in hindsight, well, maybe I didn't. But in hindsight, I'm like, oh, that just sort of happened. Yeah. And things like I always – it's a bit cheesy, but I always wanted like a relationship. Like I sort of knew yeah. that for a long time, and then that was sort of a goal I had for ages. Of like, and then that just sort of fell into place. So yeah, yeah. So and then yeah. So I'm in this weird limbo at the moment where I don't really have anything I'm working towards. Like last year I was doing award school, so that was kind of quite something I was working on. And but yeah, now I don't really I'm not really working towards anything. Yeah, like you don't like have any um, like career like next steps your career goals oh, not right now. I mean I kind of just want to do what I'm doing for the next couple of years yeah that's how I feel too I'm like I have no ambition to like you know become like a boss or anything or a manager anytime soon and the only thing I know is that like I want to keep going with my business for now and I want to get a part-time job for now but I'm also just like that's just like a I'm making that decision now but I don't like in a year's time I have no idea how I feel I just feel like you also have to, like, wait and see until, like, the time comes. You know, like, with things like this, it's, like, you know, in my, my mind, I might be, like, okay, I want to get this job now. I'm going to have it for two years. But I could start this job and hate it and then want to quit within, like, a month. Mm. So it's just, like, I just feel like, yeah, it can be, like, really hard to plan. I feel like if you have more, like, a vague 10-year plan, it can be better to be, like, okay, like, I'm going to work for this many years and I want to have bought a house, like, by this time and, like, I want to, you know, um... Like, maybe I want to get married by this age and I want to have kids by this age. Like, I think you have, like, vague ideas of things, but I feel like, obviously, life can get in the way So you, and you never know what's going to happen, so. Mm, yeah, you definitely shouldn't get too attached to ages and things. I think that's something no, that people can yeah. really fall into the trap of. Like, I need to finish my degree by 21 or get married by 28. Like, that just might not happen for yeah. a I myriad of reasons. I feel like it's a really easy thing to do when you're, like, a teenager to be like, I'm going to get married when I'm 25 and have a kid. Four kids by the time I'm 30. And then you get to age 25 and you're like, oh, wow, I was, like, so naive about, like, what being 25 would be like. And obviously there are people that are married by 25, but, like, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, God, like, just so, like, 25, I just do not feel grown up enough to do any sort of grown up thing. (laughs) Well, yeah, the only thing you have to model off is, like, I don't know, films or TV shows or like the generation prior and like we don't know what this generation really looks like we don't really know what the future is going to look like I mean you know there was like a pandemic that was thrown in a couple years ago which would have yeah changed everyone's sort of timelines really yeah or kind of what they did so so much you can't plan for but yeah I I like to have sometimes I have like random short-term goals that have nothing to do with anything like recently I (laughs) have been trying to learn all the countries in Africa oh that's fun (laughs) So fun. So I just like go on to quizzes of like guessing the African countries. I'm trying to memorize them. Love that. But I don't know. Like I used to like learn rap lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of my goals have just been like memorizing. My ten year plan is to memorize every rap song in the entire world. <laughs> oh god, I might be able to. I Honestly. can retain lyrics quite well. It's not a very useful skill. Makes for a fun party trick on the dance floor, you know? You're like, I can sing all of these songs. Yeah, yeah, I have been pretty drunk and known to pull out 
yeah. Super Bass by Nicki Minaj. <laughs> oh, God, I actually could rap Super Bass, but no, that's for another time. Fair. But, um, yeah, I find that, I don't know about you, but I often get sucked into the goals of, like, fitness and weight loss and stuff oh, like that. Oh, the start of the year thing, yeah. Yeah, or even just, like, different points throughout the year. I go, like, oh, that's it, I'm going to get fit and I'm going to – lose weight and then I might do and then I just don't continue yeah so I find it really hard to like have momentum or motivation of goals but I think it's interesting because there definitely is like a difference between like those short-term goals and then long-term goals like I feel like yeah it's very like new year's resolution-y like not necessarily has to be at new year's but like those kind of goals like I want to get healthier and like get fit and stuff but then like 10-year goals I feel like those like short like goals like that are so much easier to make because the, the stakes feel so low, whereas 10-year plan goals, the stakes are, like, high. Like, they're big decisions. Like, buying a house is mm. very expensive. Like, like you know, building like building your career, like, it takes a lot of time and effort. Like, if you want to get married and have kids, like, those are big decisions to make. Like, it feels scary. I will give you a goal of mine that I will have to work towards because mm. I have always wanted to write a book, right? <gasps> nice, yeah. Love so, it. like, forever I've wanted to do that, and it was, like – when I was in school, I was like, oh, I'll study creative writing and I'll write a book by, like, 20 or whatever. Like, <laughs> big <Yeah. if. laughs> And then, well, I started, I started a creative writing degree, but I was like, well, I'm not learning anything. Mm. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, but now I'm not really working towards that. It's just kind of this, well, I suppose kind of, like, I do write every day, but I'm not, like, you know learning about writing a novel or like developing plot lines Mm. or anything i'm sort of writing tv ads yeah (laughs) which have characters in them but they say eight words (laughs) um yeah so that's kind of a goal i've always had but i have this thing where i'm like oh i don't have enough life experience to write a book yet Mm. that would be like people worth reading and i'm like if i write a book it has to be like the best book that's ever written yeah (laughs) so yeah i definitely like procrastinate my own goals in that way yeah. like oh it has to be perfect yeah. otherwise I'm not going to do it yeah which is quite frustrating but because I do enjoy just writing for pleasure but I don't yeah. right now <laughs> I should yeah. maybe that could turn into a book yeah yeah well funnily enough I actually decided over the summer that I also want to write a book in my lifetime oh yeah very rogue of me I had a lot of time to think while we were driving a lot in New Zealand and I like already came up with like a vague storyline. It's probably never going to happen because my dad also said he's tried to write multiple books in his lifetime and he's too much of a procrastinator. <laughs> and I am very similar to him in that sense. So it might never happen, but I've also decided that that's something that I want to do. But like, yeah, I feel like that just feels like something like that. That feels like a not like a no pressure goal to make as well. I feel like it's like mm. a good one to make. Cause it's like, you know, I'm the only one holding myself to that as the goal. And, you know, it doesn't, like, you're not investing any, like, really, like, money, I guess, or anything. You know, like, I don't know. The stakes are lower. And that's why it feels like a good goal to have. I like it. <laughs> well, it's a very overarching. But then now, I don't know, I sort of think, like, oh, what if I, like, had a year off work? Like, how would that happen? I'm terrible at saving. Like, yeah. I don't know. Or there's, um, like, you recommended Sally Hepworth book one time. Um, she was on Life on Cart, I think, and she said she basically wrote her books because on her maternity leave, her kids were really well behaved. Mm-hmm. So she just had all this time, so she wrote books. And I was like, oh, God, wouldn't that be convenient? But it's like, that's something you can't pick as well. <laughs> you can have really difficult What if you've got, like, the naughtiest realize. kids in the world or, yeah. I, like, 
can't have kids, so I can't have a maternity leave. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm kind of, like, waiting on this, like, time I'll have to do it. Because I, I wrote this, like, 70,000-word story in year eight. Yeah. And that's because, like, every night I, words. I got Matthias just read the whole thing. Oh, is this a Wattpad? No, I never oh. published it. I just sent him to file. But he read the whole thing, yeah. bless him. Um, and, yeah, I remember I would write it every single night after school. But I just had so much energy, and now I just, like, I don't have energy. I've got to, like, cook my own food and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's probably my big goal in life is to, like, I do think if I got to my deathbed and I hadn't written the book, I would be disappointed. Yeah. But the other things, like buying a house, getting married, whatever, I don't think I'd care that much. Yeah. Fair. I don't know if this is really core to life. This is more like entire life. <laughs> yeah, honestly. But like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the like a ten year plan, the decisions you're making within that ten years, like, are very much like life, like things that like are for life. Like, you know, buying a house. You know, like yeah, having kids very permanent. <laughs> yes, yeah, having kids is definitely yeah, yeah a life thing. But I suppose a house and a marriage can dissolve. Yeah, but also. <laughs> I do apologize. I feel like we have been talking about like 10 year plans should be like, you know, buying a house and getting married and having kids. And that is obviously like a very like, uh, you know, like heteronormative. Yeah. And like, like cookie yeah. cutter and like, you know, from the movies kind of vibe. Mm. But I also feel like, yeah, 10 year plans, like both of us having plans to write a book is like a really, like, I feel like really fun one. And like, obviously, um, like one of our friends in her 10 year plan is to do her PhD and like things like that. So I feel like, sorry, we've been framing this in a, in a, in an interesting way, but uh, <laughs> so considering like neither of us have those things in our 10 year plan specifically. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I love that the only things in our 10 year plans are to write a book. I'll give you another goal I mm. have, which I've had this goal for a long time, but I think I'm actually at the point where I can achieve it mm. is adopting a cat. <gasps> nice. Yeah. See, that's like, that is a long-term thing and a very achievable goal. I love it. Yeah, that's actually, yeah, because I've always wanted a cat, but I wasn't, like, ready for a long time. But I think I'm ready now. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's that would be pretty exciting when I adopt my first pet. That's exciting. And I think the cat, I, I don't think I'm ready for a dog. Or maybe I would be. Yeah. Oh, no, dogs are a lot of effort. Yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's, a, that's an exciting goal. See, that's the thing. I think now, like, this has motivated me. I'm like, I need to think of, like, some other like, less high-stakes, like, fun 10-year plans to be, like, oh, in the next 10 years, like, obviously, like, I think, like, travel goals are something, like, really that would mm. make me excited. Like, yeah. to be, like, in the next 10 years, I want to go to this country and this country, like, at least, you know, like, that kind of stuff. So I'd love to travel by myself. Mm, okay. That's a great 10-year goal. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would yeah, be in the next 10 years. But, yeah, just do, like, one of those, like, Kentucky trips. Maybe not Kentucky partying, but one of those, like, solo trips yeah. yeah i'd love to do that yeah that'd be really cool but also i'm not that cut if i don't do it yeah for whatever reason no, that's fair but yeah i feel like yeah goals like that like travel goals are very excited like i'm i feel excited about those writing a book like i think like creative ones like i really like i've already like i wrote a list of things that i want to do this year and like some of them involve like you know i want to like start like getting into like film again because i used to like make mm. short films in high school like as well obviously as part of classes but I want to do that again, but like also just for fun. I feel like also trying to like make goals that are not like trying to like achieve anything, like purely just to have fun and like have a good time and make memories, you know. So yeah, yeah, definitely not some sort of like financial client outcome attached. Mm, yeah, like no one else telling you to edit it. You can just exactly. edit it how you like. Just something totally for fun. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
but yeah like I've started writing blog articles and like I guess that could help me in the future in terms of like having a portfolio but at the moment it's sort of just for fun yeah yeah that's great yeah all right, so we'll talk about like some recommendations in regards to this topic in terms of like having a 10-year plan. So yeah, I feel like we kind of covered this, but I feel like if you don't have a 10-year plan, don't stress. Like neither Rachel or I really have a 10-year plan. No. And it feels like totally fine. Like, and I'm not even stressed about the fact that like some of my friends have 10-year plans and I don't. Like it doesn't make me be like, oh my God, they have a 10-year plan. I should have a 10-year plan. Like mm-hmm. I just feel like each to their own, you know? Like if a 10-year plan is what you want to have and that's like, helping you achieve your goals that's great but also if you're very much a go with the flow kind of person also great (laughs) yeah and you might achieve them by 40 or 50 or 60 Mm. so you never know but yeah I suppose like maybe you could you know journal about what your plans are sort of have like I did have a bucket list at one point Mm -hmm. just when I was like 14 so yeah it's kind of like getting stuff out on paper might make you more accountable or maybe if you have, like, a, a buddy or someone who's sort of on the same path as you, like, maybe if you want to do a degree, do you have, like, a friend who's also, I don't know, mm. thinking, like, because, you know, with, like, fitness goals, they say, like, oh, you should have, like, an accountability buddy. Like, can you apply that to other types of goals? Yeah, true. I actually like that. I'm not sure how it would work. A marriage buddy. <laughs> I don't know. Well, maybe since we both want to write books, Rach, we can be each other's book accountability buddies. <laughs> <laughs> we can read each other's first manuscripts. <laughs> oh, God, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Go see what happens, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't like to show people stuff I've written privately. That's fair. <laughs> but I do need to get over that if I would want to publish something. You can publish under a pseudonym if you really wanted, but I don't think mm. you should. I think you should yeah. be proud. <laughs> yeah, become a celebrity. A celebrity author. <laughs> Um, something else I was sort of thinking about was maybe those, if you have like, or maybe like career goals in the next 10 years, is there sort of like stuff you can do to kind of supplement that? Like maybe like a course outside work or some sort of workshop or something, or maybe if you've got those fun goals, like travel or so you could learn a language. So you're Mm. more prepared to go overseas. Like I think stuff like that is quite important. Like have stuff going on to the outside to sort of help fuel your interests and help you achieve those little things there just for you also makes for a fun hobby like learning a language doing a yeah. fun course yeah fun hobby. yeah definitely mm. yeah but yeah just most importantly like being realistic about things like if I, i'm not gonna beat myself up by not buying a house by age 25 no. or, <laughs> obviously not 25 but even like <laughs> 30 i i legit unless i happen to stumble upon a bunch of money which would be very sad <laughs> circumstances like an inheritance oh, or something, true. which is not something i really want no definitely not yeah yeah, not fair. Fair. Anyway, have a 10-year plan if you want one. Don't if you don't want to. That's our advice. <laughs> or have a one-year plan to yeah. adopt a cat. Yeah, make a one-year plan. Make a one-year bucket list of things you want to do and, like, make them fun things. <laughs> yeah, it's realistic fun things. Yeah. All right, so now on to our recommendations of the week to distract you from your quarter-life crisis. Rach, what are your recs for the week? Well, I mean, we've been off for a while, so I have read, like, a bunch of books and podcasts and things, so, but I'll recommend a few. Um, one of the books, or two books I want to recommend, first one is, it was, like, a new book, a debut novel, How Much of These Hills is Gold by C. Pam Zhang. It was about uh, two sisters, Chinese immigrants in the American gold rush, mm. but it was really cool. It had, like, sort of mysticism, but also history in it. It was, it was really interesting. It was cool. Cool. Um, yeah, it was good. And then another book, Lessons in Chemistry, are very popular, but yeah, I, I thought 
also read this book over the summer, also would recommend. <laughs> yeah, I thought I wouldn't like it because it was so popular, because popular books are sometimes not great. Yeah, I Colleen yeah. Hoover and whatever. Yeah. No, it was good. I thought it might have been like a really cheesy romance, given the title. Yeah. But it's not, actually. It's not a romance at all. I actually loved it, like, so, yeah. so much. Yeah, no, it was good. It was clever. Yeah. Um, And then podcast I am loving is Sports Bazaar, um, Titus O'Reilly, Mick Malloy. I saw Mick Malloy at a stand-up night. Yeah. And he was, like, quite not funny and, like, sexist. Oh. But then he's, like, clearly quite intelligent on this podcast. I was oh. like, what the hell? Anyway, um, yeah, it's about, you know, crazy sports stories. Definitely recommend the six parts on the FIFA dramas. Like, six, they do six episodes on it. I, like, I love the FIFA story. It's so yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And there's so much history in it. Because Sports Bazaar, what's the premise again? It's, like, they talk about, like, weird sports Oh, yeah, I didn't even explain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's, like, each episode, Titus, who's the, he's a journalist, researches a, like, crazy story in sports. Mm-hmm. So, like, but a lot of it is very historical. So, like, a lot of sports sort of began in, like, it's like, like formerly in, like, the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Like, that's when the modern Olympics started. Yeah. So, but there's just, like, so much crazy shit that happens in sports. Yeah. And, like, you don't have to be into sports. It's more just about, like... Like, there was one episode they do about a, a an Australian guy who was a boxer in, like, the 1800s, but basically he never trained and he was blackout drunk at every match. Yeah. And he was, like, a gangster, but he was just really good at boxing. <laughs> just, like, crazy stuff like that. But, yeah, it's – and then, like, sort of Mick Malloy, like, reacts and is sort of the – they bounce off each other, but – yeah, it's like that dynamic of one person researches and the other person reacts, which yeah. I quite like. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I've been meaning to listen. I've, I've subscribed to it on Spotify, so I will listen. Yeah, really good, really good. Nice. Um, my recs of the week, I um, over the summer break, I read a couple of books. Um, Lessons in Chemistry was one, so would recommend that one. But I also just finished The Paper Palace by – her name's Miranda. I can't remember her last name. Um, but it was, like, popular a few years ago, and I only just got around to reading it. It's been on my to-read list for ages. Um, and it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Like really, um, like good characters and stuff like that, but also ends on like a bit of like an ambiguous kind of cliffhanger, which I was kind of like, it's supposed to be like you kind of, I think you decide what you think happened, but I kind of hate books like that do that. Like I loved the whole book and then the ending, I was like, no, <laughs> tell me oh, what happened. I like an ambiguous ending. It was fun, but I just don't like making up my own mind. Like I want someone else to tell me what <laughs> they think happened and then I'll believe them. So <laughs> I, um, I listened to uh, the Shameless Book Club episode on that book um, to see what they thought and but I actually didn't like what they thought the ending was. So I was like, maybe I should just think the other thing. Anyway, but read it. Obviously, that's, that's a really um, vague way of telling you without spoiling it. But, yeah, really great book. Um, I also am listening to Spare, Prince Harry's book right now, the audio book. Do you like it? Haven't finished it. He's a really good narrator, and clearly his ghostwriter is a very good writer. Um, and it's like the part that we're in at the moment is like a little bit boring, like not boring, but it's like the part where he's talking about being in war and I just don't Yeah, like... isn't half the book like him in Iraq? No, it's like... not like half, but like there's like a decent amount, but I'm just also like, I don't like the idea of war. I don't like listening to people talk about it. Like it's just a bit yeah. weird. It's like this part I'm not really enjoying, but I'm about to get to the Megan chapter. So I'm excited for that. Mm. Um, so yeah, obviously like something a bit like, you know, just 
the stupid royal drama, but I live for it. I live for it so good. Anyway, but I'm listening to the audiobook, which I'm actually glad I did because I mostly did that because the book itself was $60. And I was like, I'm not spending $60 on one book. Yeah, because he really needs the money. I know. So I was like, well, I'll just listen to the audiobook, but I'm glad I did because he's a good narrator. So I quite like it. Listen to it before I go to sleep. <laughs> um, anyway. And then I also, over the summer, I rewatched the Hunger Games movie, actually. It's like, it's so random, but honestly, it's so good. And now I really want to reread the books as well. So that's like a bit of a random recommendation. Um, yeah. And then also, I'm just like, just so many rea- reality shows have started. So, you know, I'm in on that Maths Australia where we can. If you just want something trash to watch, would recommend. Yeah. These, um, these are such shallow recommendations, but I don't even care. <laughs> Hunger Games. I live for this spare. kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> maths. Maths, Hunger Games. Same thing, you know? <laughs> anyway. Anyway, thank you for listening to our first episode of season two for 2023. Um, we will be back in New Year's again in a couple weeks with another episode. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land of which we have recorded this podcast on today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. We want to pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that this always was and it always will be Aboriginal land. Sovereignty was never ceded.